Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy with Living on God's Word. Today we're going to be reading Leviticus chapter 7 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition, review key takeaways, and end our session with a prayer. The guilt offering. These are the regulations for the guilt offering, which is most holy. The guilt offering is to be slaughtered in the place where the burnt offering is slaughtered, and its blood is to be splashed against the sides of the altar. All its fat should be offered, the fat tail and the fat that covers the internal organs, both kidneys with the fat on them near the lions, and the long lobe of the liver, which is to be removed with the kidneys. The priest should burn them on the altar as a food offering presented to the Lord. It is a guilt offering. Any male in a priest family may eat it, but it must be eaten in the sanctuary area. It is most holy. The same law applies to both the sin offering and the guilt offering. They belong to the priest who makes atonement with them. The priest who offers a burnt offering for anyone may keep its hide for himself. Every grain offering baked in an oven or cooked in a pan or in a griddle belongs to the priest who offers it. And every grain offering, whether mixed with olive oil or dry, belongs equally to all the sons of Aaron. The Fellowship Offering These are the regulations for the fellowship offering anyone may present to the Lord. If they offer it as an expression of thankfulness, then along with this thank offering, they are to offer thick loaves made without yeast and with olive oil mixed in, thin loaves made without yeast and brushed with oil, and thick loaves of the finest flour well kneaded and with oil mixed in. Along with their fellowship offering of thanksgiving, they are to present an offering with thick loaves of bread made with yeast. They are to bring one of each kind as an offering, a contribution to the Lord. It belongs to the priest who splashes the blood of the fellowship offering against the altar. The meat of their fellowship offering of thanksgiving must be eaten on the day it is offered. They must leave none of it until morning. If, however, their offering is the result of a vow or is a free will offering, the sacrifice shall be eaten on the day they offer it. But anything that left over may be eaten on the next day. Any meat of the sacrifice left over till the third day must be burned up. If any meat of the fellowship offering is eaten on the third day, the one who offered it will not be accepted. It will not be reckoned to their credit, for it has become impure. The person who eats any of it will be held responsible. Meat that touches anything ceremonially unclean must not be eaten. It must be burned up. As for other meat, anyone ceremonially clean may eat it. But if anyone who is unclean eats any meat of the fellowship offering belonging to the Lord, they must be cut off from their people. Anyone who touches something unclean, whether human uncleanness or an unclean animal or any unclean creature that moves along the ground, and then eats any of the meat of the fellowship offering belonging to the Lord, must be cut off from their people. Eating fat and blood forbidden. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, Do not eat any of the fat of cattle, sheep, or goat. The fat of an animal found dead or torn by wild animals may be used for any other purpose, but you must not eat it. Anyone who eats the fat of an animal from which a food offering may be presented to the Lord must be cut off from their people. And wherever you live, you must not eat the blood of any bird or animal. Anyone who eats blood must be cut off from their people. The priest share. The Lord said to Moses, Say to the Israelites, Anyone who brings a fellowship offering to the Lord is to bring part of it as their sacrifice to the Lord. With their own hands they are to present the food offering to the Lord. They are to bring the fat together with the breast and wave the breast before the Lord as a wave offering. The priest should burn the fat on the altar, but the breast belongs to Aaron and his sons. 
You are to give the right thigh of your fellowship offerings to the priest as a contribution. The son of Aaron who offers the blood and the fat of the fellowship offering should have the right thigh as his share from the fellowship offering of the Israelites. Have taken the breast that is waved in the thigh that is presented and have given them to Aaron the priest and his sons as their perpetual share from the Israelites. This is the portion of the food offerings presented to the Lord that were allotted to Aaron and his sons on the day they were presented to serve the Lord as priest. On the day they were anointed, the Lord commanded that the Israelites give this to them as their perpetual share for the generations to come. These then are the regulations for the burnt offering, the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, the ordination offering, and the fellowship offering, which the Lord gave Moses at Mount Sinai in the desert of Sinai on the day he commanded the Israelites to bring their offerings to the Lord. This is the end of Leviticus chapter 7. So we see here that God continues to give the Israelite people specific instructions on how to do the guilt offering, how to do the fellowship offering, and the eating of the fat and the blood, which is forbidden. Um, and it just goes to show the extent that God took in order to explain to us how we were to relate to him, in order to allow us to understand his preferences and his rules and regulations. So for us now, thousands of years later, we marveled at how detailed these instructions were, and we kind of scratch our heads as to why. But it, it is very clear that um, humans benefit by understanding how to relate to God and what are his expectations of us. The good thing is that under the new covenant, this old covenant was done away. And now the writing and the expectations and God's covenant is inscribed in each one of our hearts. And so through the death of the perfect sacrifice, Jesus offering up his body, his blood, it became possible now for us to have this direct connection to God without the need of somebody being the intercessor between us. So now through the Holy Spirit, we connect directly to the Spirit of God and we can commune and feel his fellowship. So let us pray. Father God, thank you so much for today. Thank you for your words. Thank you for your guidance. Thank you for always guiding us and letting us know what you need from us, what you expect from us, what you uh, believe we need to do, because it's only through following your your word and your wishes, Lord, that we will find true happiness. We were put on this earth by you to worship you, to praise you. And that is when we are at our fullest, living our true purpose in this life. And if we're not doing that, then we're not in alignment with your purpose for us, Lord. And so we, we just thank you that you gave us the hope, uh, the Holy Spirit, that you sent him here to guide us and that you gave us your word, your holy word, so that we can have a relationship with you and we can understand and enjoy and commune every day of our life with you, Lord. We ask that you continue to send the Holy Spirit down here in our hearts on earth in order to guide us, in order to be with us, in order to keep us company. But more than that, in order to be the intercessor, in order to allow us that direct connection to you, Father God. So we thank you for this, and we honor your name, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.
This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Leviticus chapter 7. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.